Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. This work? We're back. Well, you guys have been here. Oh, baby. I was going to say, would you like <laughs> yeah. to go away? Yeah. We've been here. No, I've been. No uh, respite. No uh, respite with the puppy. Zero respite. But back. How back. are things with Buddy Garrity? Well, how was your week? Uh, what did you do? What did you get into? What did I get into? Yeah. I got into a lot of uh, 945 bedtimes and 550 wake-ups and... Uh, a nice oh, look, mud pit. It's gorgeous. Look they at the Hewlett family. Gorgeous. It's beautiful. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> what wins? What wins? Um, I'll tell you, the, uh, the the timing of taking little buddy Garrity out, uh, you know, in his first few days in the household, to take him out uh, on on those 2 a.m. feels like 30 below. Not ideal. Betty didn't enjoy that. No. Asa refused. I, I liked it less. Asa refused. I don't blame her. She just I was like, not nah. doing it. I'll see you on down the She's road. She's like, Dad. look, I'm going to pee outside. I'll give you that. Fine. Real quick, but I'm coming in. And That's I'm Asa. It. I'm little. I only poop in one spot in the house, so you're going to know where it is. Yeah. And you're going to find some. That's it. That's how that's going to work, Dad. And that's exactly how it works. So yeah. then I put down a bunch of stuff there yeah. in that area. She went right on the stuff. Fantastic. Okay. Yeah. We can live with that. Can you believe that what we were dealing with a week ago to today, today's 60, a 100, deg- 100 degree feel like difference. Now, we have that out west. You get that because it comes off the Rocky Mountain front. So you yeah. get those incredible swings of 100 degrees ch- change over the course of a certain amount of time. I've never had it here. No. 30 below feel like to feel like 60 in a week. Yeah. And they're going to play a game that's going to basically have that because it's going to be 63 in, uh, in Washington. In Washington. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. You've, you've lived your whole life, Gibby. You can't ever have had anything like this. I can Not remember a couple swing. years ago we had a Christmas Eve. My good friend Keith Maisie actually had a hole in one playing with his f- grandfather and his oh, father. Yeah. Like there was a Christmas Eve that was warm, but this swing is But I was explaining it to someone the other day. Normally, you get that first winter storm like the first week first week or second week in December. This Correct. was the first winter storm. So we're yeah. 3 weeks behind everything. Yeah, which that doesn't make me feel that good about what's to well. come. Um, yeah, like I certainly remember Christmases like this where it was really warm. Everything's and, brown. Yeah, brown and, and warm, and you feel like you could talk yourself into playing golf on a on a sloppy, wet, gross place because why not? What else are we going to do? Why not? But but I don't recall going from 30 below air temp to, to that. I don't recall how ever did being you guys, that cold. How did it go? I haven't spoken to you guys publicly, texting, but not publicly since. How did you guys handle the booth? It was fine in the booth, honestly. We kept one one window out in the middle, two in on the side, and every now and then you'd get a gust, and you'd be like, oh, my God, it is we, freezing. Jim Jim did not have a window in front of him. Everybody else he had a window, it. and we opened. Yeah. They had, like, little slits on either side to get the wires and the antennas out. Yeah. yeah. Gerard and Clay didn't have a great day. No. But no. I mean, it was, that was I, Arctic. I'll tell you what, and I don't know if it came across on TV, but the thing that stood out to me more than anything watching that game is it, is it was like watching a football game. And I said this on the broadcast a couple times because it just struck me. It was like watching a football game in slow motion. Nobody was moving quickly. Receivers were like yeah. slow in their routes. Nobody could cut and accelerate. It was a game that was played 
very much in slow motion. People weren't sure of their footing. I guess the top of the field was all ice. It was an yeah. inch of ice. So nobody had footing. It was just a bizarre, bizarre game to watch. I'm going to tell you this. On television, like it sucked. Well, it wasn't. Much. I mean, the performance was bad, too. But, I mean, just, like, aesthetically, oh, yeah. it was brutal ball to watch. Yeah. And when I hear people say, oh, it, I love play. No, you don't. No, you don't. No. No, it's not good. It's it's not good ball. Um, and, and the result wasn't there either. You get a chance to, obviously, you, you guys have handled this through much of the week in terms of where we are now and what's going to happen here over the next couple of weeks. Um, and from a health standpoint, that's the other big thing. We're seeing who's going to play, what's that going to look like as the week goes along. It feels like most of the news is good, or did I miss anything? For us? Yeah. Good. Which, good. All good, We're ready good. to go. Yeah. yeah. Clowney is not fully con- cleared from the concussion protocol yet, but practiced twice this week, and the expectation is that he will be. Wills is not. and He's the only person that's even on the injury report for us. For them, uh, Antonio Gibson, their running back, is out. Brian Robinson will be the starter. Uh, Sadiq Charles, a backup tackle, is out. And James Smith-Williams, who has three sacks this season, had a sack last week against the Niners. He's out with a concussion as well. And then they've got a couple of their starters in their secondary. Cam Curl, the safety. Benjamin St. Juice, the corner, are both questionable. So they are they are playing for their lives. Yeah, there are scenarios in which they clinch the playoffs this week. And there are scenarios in which they are eliminated from the playoffs this week. But they must win this game. If they win this game, they're probably in because Dallas is not going to play its starters in the final game, most likely, right. as long as Philly wins this week. Um, and so that would be probably a cakewalk for them. But they're looking at they're a half game ahead of Seattle, Green Bay, and Detroit. Yep. So if they win, they being the commanders, and all three of those teams lose, they're in. If they lose... And the Packers and Lions win, and the Packers play Minnesota, tough game. Lions play Chicago, yep. less tough. Then Washington is out. Regardless of what Seattle does, Washington would be out because Green Bay and Detroit play each other in the Week 18 game, which means one of them must win. Correct. And so then they would be Washington would be eliminated. So that's big stakes for them, and they've made a big switch at quarterback going from Tyler Heineke to Carson Wentz. Yeah, it's – it's interesting how this – there's been a lot going on this week. I mean, you yeah. had the, the Wentz-Heineke stuff. You had Derek Carr with the Raiders situation, which yeah. is just bonkers to think. Like, as you're putting something together and you trade for Devontae Adams in the offseason and you think, well, th- we're going to – let's try – we're a pretty good team here. Got a nice little base. And then all of a sudden Josh McDaniels like, actually, no. No, I don't want any of this. Yeah. So, like, they would, ha- you'd think they'd put Devontae Adams right back on the block and sell him for 50 cents on the dollar, wouldn't you? What would be the point? I, I Unless don't know. They're going to go but, right back in with another quarterback that they, they must they lure. They obviously think that they're but going to. Who are they going to lure? Supposedly, uh, Tom Brady. They are the favorites to land Tom Brady next year in Las Vegas. Sure. He loves McDaniels. Does he? He can live in Vegas. He's single, Tom. Yeah. I mean, what are you getting there at this point, though? Have you watched Tom lately? I have. It ain't great. Not great. Yeah. Not great. Even Collinsworth stupefied on the one-hop throw on the slant. Yeah. Like, you rarely get Collinsworth going at him a little bit. Um, we had Thursday Night Football last night, Cowboys 27-13 win over Tennessee. Our guy Josh Dodd, I thought he handled himself quite well in that spot. Only been there for, what, eight days? Not much. If that? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, the Cowboys with uh, with a win there. Uh, I believe we had that yesterday on the scores. More importantly, that's right. We did. Z's yeah. fantasy team is still in a position to win the championship because after the 
Titans benched a bunch of people, including See, my own Derrick Henry. Yeah. Hey, let's just take Derrick Henry out of the fantasy Super Why Bowl. Why have him play? Why have him play? Super Bowl? No reason. Don't need him. Segura was beside himself yesterday. Yeah, wasn't pleased. Yet here we are. Zeke has 39 yards and a touch. On like 100 carries. Right. It was great. I mean, it could have gone better. I just wish he didn't get the touchdown. Then the kicker, 10 points for Maurer, honestly, is not a bad day. So I give 19 to their number one running back, their kicker, and I'll take that all day. Feel good so about that. So you're still in the mix. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Much. I visited with uh, someone who is in the – Rut. Rut, who's in the – what's this league? The AFFL. The FFL. And he shared Gibby and I's concerns with the, the fleecing that you did on Miz – and that there is a real issue here. And the one thing I did tell him is I said, it feels to me like this is really falls at the feet of Mike more than it falls at the feet of you. He, it was not a fleecing. I mean, it was. ETN, 15th round keeper. Yeah. They had just traded James Robinson. Right. Number one running back. Right. Goddard was the number three there tight end. There is a responsibility, I think. To not trade with in- me? No, to not give the keys to a championship to another team. Look, by the way. Because he wasn't going to win it with Etienne anyway. He's not going to win no, it anyway. No, but he has a chance next year because he's going to have him as a 15th rounder next year. He's going to start. So his- he's, he's, yeah, he's punted on this year to give you a, a, a dynasty program. Listen, if I had Derrick Henry, I'd feel anything, good about it. How about this trade I made? I traded Ramondre. Yeah. I traded T. Higgins. Yep. And Dalton Schultz, who had two touchdowns last night, just for Derrick Henry, who didn't who participate. Did <laughs> That's true. That's Although he contributed to me getting here. He was very good last year. Very week. good in that, yeah. But, yeah. no, yeah, there, listen, there's – Rutz won the league once. I think he won it the, uh, the very first year of the league's existence. Not since, go. but he's yeah. won it. He won it. He said good his, man. Yeah, good man. good man. Squad, he said they, have a, they had a nice squad. They came in second in whatever that tournament was. That yeah, we played him. Yeah. yeah, we were – it was probably the worst we've ever played in the history of our lives. They were up 16 to nothing. That's what he said. It was <laughs> just – Put the most but you said they play. They were able to play all a bunch of presses and stuff. And your squad is, has no, no, no. It wasn't that. It was they had a kid who's not normally on their team. Who I think it's their age though. Who's like who plays up normally? Uh, they played really well. Take nothing away. It was probably the worst we'd ever played. And, and they, they, were good. they played really yeah. good. Yeah, he had a good week. It's a bad recipe. Sure. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, you guys have good good Christmases. Everybody was great. Wins. Yeah. Everybody it was great. Wins. It was awesome. Yeah, got my kids back on Christmas Day. There we go. Everyone's good. It. Yeah, everybody's good. No holiday plans disheveled by uh, airlines, which did not fly. Twenty-two people at our house. His kids were delayed. My kids were delayed. My kids were supposed to be back on Thursday and certainly be with me on Christmas Eve, and they did not get back until uh, noon Christmas Day. Just because flight cancellations get out Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You cannot. I I saw somebody. It was on the social talking about how if you fly, if you try to fly this time of year, you just have to understand it's not going to work. And I thought to myself, what other industry could do that? Yeah. To where the the ex the minimum expectation is or no, the maximum expectation is get there with your bags, not necessarily even on time. Sure. Like that's the maximum you can expect out of that industry right yep. now. The the only really the only time of year you really need to make sure that you're on top of your game. It's pretty critical. I mean this can, is it. can you get it right for one week? No. I would say there's one probably week. there's probably two windows in the calendar year that you've got to be perfect in that industry. The holidays and spring break. Yeah. You have those you two windows that that's the operation. Yep. Right? Everything else, you, you got some wiggle room. But those are finite windows that open and close, and you got to be on your game, man. Those have got to be it. My, my I mean, brother-in-law and his wife slated to leave last Thursday for the Florida compound for a couple weeks. Yeah. 
Flight gets canceled. They get put on another flight. It's overbooked. They get bumped. It's now moved to Saturday. Yep. Saturday can't get out because of the weather. They're yep. now booked to Monday morning at at 6 a.m. That's joy. They get there at 3 a.m. Flight's canceled. They said, screw it. We're hopping in a car. They drove straight through. Oh, my God. To South Florida. There's one thing that says you got to be on your game. Southwest said, we're not playing the game anymore. We're out of the we're game. We're out of the game. We're we're we've left the game. We'll see you on down the road, boys. Good Crazy. Luck. Wait, what? Yeah, and then I read. You're our... not allowed to do that. Well, I wouldn't think. We went from, uh, if you think about when you know we were little kids, if, real little kids, if you think about mid-80s, early 90s, that era, you went from a time you had, tw- what, 12 national carriers to, like, what, what do we have now, four? Delta, American. United, United. Southwest. And then everything else is kind of regionally. Yeah. Right? But national, that's it. And you think about what you used to have with all of them. Yeah. U.S. Air, Northwest, all those. Northwest. I mean, there's... Yeah. What was the, was continental. the hub for Continental? Continental, continental Hub. Yeah, sure. That's gone. So, yeah, it's a it's a brutal spot for that industry. So, yeah, everything was good, though, other than that. We're not affected by the air travel at all. We were bunkered in. Uh, everybody yeah. had a nice had a nice weekend. We got a uh, we got a fun game for you here. We got uh, Browns at Commies coming up this weekend. We'll get you set on that. Uh, we will guess the spread. Uh, speaking of air travel, uh, many of my uh, buddies uh, who were trying to head down to Atlanta for the national semifinal game tomorrow, ended up just saying the hell with it and driving. Like, shut it down and drove. But wow. None of the New Orleans media were able to make it up here for the game last Saturday. Who tweeted that out? I saw a picture of our press box. There was nobody yeah. there from the, New Orleans. New Orleans couldn't get out. They had one guy that made it as far as Florida to get north. <laughs> and <laughs> and couldn't. He couldn't, they couldn't get him in. Jeez. Ace. Brutal. Absolutely brutal on that. John Kime going to join us in the two o'clock hour. He's the best. Uh, he'll he's a Buckeye too. He'll have he'll have plenty of thoughts on those type of things. Uh, we'll get you a little preview for the national semifinal tomorrow night between the Buckeyes and the Dogs, Michigan and TCU as well. Your game day forecast, your scores. Oh boy, we've got a real treat here. We got guests, the spread, over unders, all of this. It's all of it. for Friday. All it's all it. here in one show. It's yes. a pure joy. And you're Football back. Friday it's edition. It's great to be back. We're off and running. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Ballybet, coming soon to Ohio on eight fifty ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Well, the Bath Authority still gives you that bathroom of your dreams, kids. It'll transform your current bath into a custom bath. That spa-like experience that only the Bath Authority can provide. Let the Bath Authority make it real for you at a fraction of the cost of the competitors. The Bath Authority is our area's premier bath and shower remodeler. Experts in factory trained installers. You give them a call now, you get 500 bucks off your next custom bath or shower remodel. That number is 216-220-8399. Or go to thebathauthority.com. It's where affordability meets quality. The largest selection of bath projects are all made in the United States. Change your bathroom from outdated to outstanding. If you need an acrylic tub, well, why wouldn't you? They insulate and they keep the heat in. Tub to shower conversions as well. Superior products and expert installers at thebathauthority.com, 216-220-8399, and tell them that Bo sent you. Time for a little game we like to call Guess the Spread. All right, you ready for this? How'd you, how how do we do? Last week you called it. Let's go. You're, you're on a, such a heater. I'm on a heater. I think you got what it. What I want to do is if, if, if it, today's a heater, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but if today's a heater again, I want my challenge to be for the, for the finale a half point. 
So right now we're on a full point difference. You started out slow, but you've had Vegas's touch for more than a minute now. So, all right. Um, would you have had last night's that big? Yeah, I did. We did it. I had four. Oh, you nailed it. Yeah, I said it's got to uh, be at least two nailed touchdowns. it right on it. So it ended up. So it was. It was at one point at twelve. Then it ended up all the way at fourteen. It, it was, was down 14. to eleven, and I even saw one place had ten and a half, and it jumped to fourteen when they, when the Titans decided to sit everybody. What is the why? Why did they do that? Because it didn't matter. If they win next week against the Jags, they're in. They win the. Division. So they're thinking is get healthy, play one game. That's it. That's it. Have you guys? I, and Dobbs, I've I thought looked good if they could catch the ball. Yeah. If in they could catch the ball, seventeen. I've never heard of that. No, it's pretty wild to basically punt on one week to yeah. get to the next week healthy. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you, it's weird going on right now from an injury, or not necessarily injury, but holding guys out standpoint. The same thing is happening on the college side with these bowls because there's guys who are like Caleb Williams, for example, could play, but he, the Heisman Trophy winner, but he's banged up and they, he's probably not going to play. They play a, a decent bowl game against Tulane and he's not going to play in it. Um, they've got like four starters are all that's going to play in a bowl game. Like it's just yeah. – in the end, it's this is you know all that matters is television. I get it, but you have to also deliver a product. Yeah, you know you have, that's part of it. If I'm a network carrying like, that oh, game, wait, I'm what? not very pleased about what I'm no. carrying. No, same. All right, here we go. Uh, we start with us at commies, Browns at commies. Someone, by the way, last night was like, I ran into a friend of ours, and they're like, Yeah, we know you don't like the Washington press box. You say it every day. I was like, <laughs> I'm right. clear that I'm not. I'm dreading this. <laughs> uh, what is it you hate about it so much? So, the main press area and the press box, radio row, TV row, was moved to a corner under oh. an overhang because the owner needed to t- take that area and make it his private suite. I bet he did. Yeah. Yeah. So, and because I was going to say, it's an old enough stadium that initially it was probably great. It is. Yeah, correct. Originally, I bet the press box was great it, there because they used to really take care of that stuff. I mean, you were yeah. in a corner, and it's a mile to the other field goal post. Okay. Yeah. Worse than Miami. Yes. How well, could it be? I mean, Miami is as far as it could be. You'll see. We'll guess, you'll, guess you'll find out. All right. Us at the commies. Us at commies. That's got to be commies minus three. Commies minus two. Dub. Dub. Two dub. Why are we – why aren't – really? Because – I feel like we're better than them. Come on. They're saying we're. They're saying that we're. We are a point better than them, on a neutral field. Arizona, at Atlanta. What a dumpster fire, Arizona! My God. Atlanta minus two. Atlanta minus three. Is that a Desmond Ritter? Colt McCoy. He's back. He's back. DeAndre Colt Hopkins. McCoy. Yes, very much so. There's some yeah. garbage for you. Oh, that's bad. That's bad ball. Bears at Lions. As you try to go three and zero out of the gates, um, Bears at Leos, the always frisky Justin Lions Fields. minus four and a half. Oh, just missed it. Lions minus six. Oh shucks! And that one, <laughs> six. Rick. That's big. That is, that big. is a bigger. That's yeah. a is that yeah. One of the bigger numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Broncos at Chiefs. Uh. Woo. <laughs> Chiefs can't close anybody out. Chiefs. How it's, about it's, our boy Hackett doesn't make the year? Of course not. He's him, dreadful. He should have gone him, Well, already. no, I know. But, like, him, Herbs, like, there aren't that many guys who don't make it a year. Yeah. Like, usually you get to the end. Well, yeah. It, I don't know they quit on that performance on Christmas. Almost oh, cost me my, my fantasy title. Denver defense scored zero. Yeah. 
they obviously didn't want to play for me. They, that was that felt like a protest. Yeah, and they are they're in the Russell Wilson business, brother. Yeah, so they're going to. He's got his Jerry own. Jerry Judy's defending. He's a made man. Uh, I'm going to take. Yeah. I'm going to take <laughs> Kansas City. Yep. Two touchdowns, fourteen. Oh, 12 and a half. What? Oh, now two. we're in a losing streak. No, we're not. Two game yesterday's two game bender. Yesterday's we're fine. We're doing just fine. Dolphins at Patriots. Miami, for all their high-flying nature, now 8-7. and seven. Theodore. New England, minus 3. Got it. New England, minus 2.5. Good job out of you. Indy at the Giants. Indianapolis. Is this a Nick Foles experience again? I don't know. This is dreadful. Does it matter? It's a bad um, game. Man. No, not really. <laughs> Giants, minus 3.5. Giants, minus 5.5. They don't like the Giants. They, they hate really the Giants. Hate the they lo- they really hate the Colts. Let's do guess the stats real quick. Can uh, Saquon Barkley rushing yards? I feel like he's over a thousand. I think like he's fourth in the league. Thousand eighty nine. I think he's fourth in the league. Twelve fifty four. Yeah. Wow. So he's good. behind for all the injuries it's and Jacobs, Henry, Chubb, Saquon, Saquon. Yeah. Is it worth give, extending him? No. I mean, I not at. I mean, I do like a Chubb extension with him or a Derrick Henry extension. Yeah, but if he not, box at that, you'll never mind. see a Zeke Elliott running back extension again. That's no. done. Yeah, that'll never happen again. And it almost feels like Jerry continues to give Zeke, and I love Zeke, but it's like he keeps forcing the carries just to validate the other guy. Looked the money. better. Pollard's looked better for. And the other guy, the other guy, the other guy Michael guy, Davis. Michael Davis, right? Who was in the backfield with Damian Pierce? How about that? Yeah. Saints at Eagles. Saints at Eagles. Philly minus eight. Mm, 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 mm. Philly minus six and a half. They must not be counting they because they Hertz? don't know about Hertz. He's playing, right? I would think so. I don't think it matters. Give me He's Minshew mania. Four and four. Goodness gracious. Okay. Welcome back. All right. Uh, Panthers at Bucks. Six and nine, Frisky Panthers at who Bucks. beat the Bucks earlier this year? I, I still think uh, Tampa minus two. Tampa minus three and a half. What? That's sad. Jaguars. So much for having to go to the half pointers. Asked at 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 Texans. Who, by the way, did you guys see this? Uh, Cal McNair. They're putting it to the fans. What do you want? It, they're redoing their uniforms. How do we sort it out? I don't know. Maybe Euler colors. I know they can't use that exact blue, but just use some form of baby Get it, blue and buy red. Buy it from the Titans, or just use and it become the Oilers again. Shade of the blue. Fine. You know. Uh, Come on. Jags at Houston. Jacksonville minus four. Got it. Right on the button. Nailed it. It's an, uh, that is a trap game if you're Jacksonville. So it this doesn't game doesn't mean them. anything Wait, to Jacksonville. I was going to say, does it mean no. anything to them? No. It means nothing. So nothing. win or lose, meaningless. Yep. So, wow. That's great. That's wild. Unless something changes, I'd have to think that Sunday night football final regular season game of the year is Titans-Jags. Winner well, get in, loser out. Unless yeah. there's something, unless the Packers are playing. Well, the Packers play the Leos, and you also have uh, Cincinnati and Baltimore, but, well, which is box office. Yeah, but they're already in the playoffs. NBC likes that win and in, lose and out. Yeah. The only thing with Cincinnati would be if they could still get the one. one. 
Which that only way that would be the case is if Kansas City loses this week and they're not losing. Um, it, nope. it, by the way, next weekend everything's TBD. There are a number of scenarios. Uh, there Stop. are games he, next he Saturday. Keeps wanting us to play on Saturday. I, nobody wants that game. Stop talking about it. Oh, I'm just telling you that Saturday, Saturday game is an Listen, option. If the Ravens the go football. beat the Steelers, <laughs> that's wants, done. Nobody wants that game. <laughs> Keeps talking about Stop it. talking about it. I'm just telling you that it's a legit possibility. It's a real possibility. Uh, 49ers. Oh, the, your apologies. The, the, go back to being under 500 today. Well, I'm not. I'm 500. Youth, the team of the year, your youth versus the Vegas Raiders. Niners at Vegas. Niners at Vegas. Niners minus 10. Yeah, Niners minus 9.5. I don't know what the number would be on that that would make me not take the 49ers. They cover every week. Yeah. Uh, Jets. I think I have to reverse curse and just kill you with kindness because when I start. When you need a little start. It would be great if he recoils. Kindness would be wonderful. It would be appreciated. Jets at Seahawks. Jets at Seahawks. It's amazing who's quarterbacking some of these teams, isn't Mike it? Mike White against Geno Smith in the Geno Smith revenge game. Jeez. Uh, I think it's going to be Seahawks minus two. Jets minus one and a half. Mm. Odd. Know that. Vikings at Packers. <sighs> Vikings at Packers. Big one. Huge, 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 huge. Minnesota, I feel like, should be favored, but Vegas doesn't like them as much as they are, so I'm going to say Packers minus Two and a half. Got it. Packers minus three. Right. Good Thank job of you. Rammies at Chargers. Oh, the battle for Chargers Los Angeles. minus yeah. seven. <laughs> Got it. Chargers minus six and a half. All right. Guaranteed a winning week. Bake was good. Or, against the Denver Broncos. Darn good. Darn good. Yeah. Seattle. I'm sorry. Pittsburgh at Baltimore. Sunday night football. It's Baltimore, gentlemen. Is, is Lamar going to play ever? I don't think. He's trending like no again. No, he's not going to play. He's done. I'm going to call this a rare pick em. Oh, Baltimore. No, sorry. Baltimore minus two and a half. What? Baltimore minus Didn't two and a half. Yeah, I need to get this game for a this is, uh, seven. Yep, that'll get it for you. Bills at Bengals. That's a good Monday nighter. Buffalo. Oh, man, I don't even know who should be favored. Uh, it's going to be three, but I don't know which way. I'm gonna so go I'm going to take Bengals at home being favored. Bengals minus two. I, I had Bengals minus one and a half. Buffalo minus one and a half. Why is that? Even Steven this week. Why is Cincinnati yeah, not favored? That suck. I don't know. because They haven't lost in how long? Are they, they seven, won seven in a row? In a row? Eight in a row? One of those two. Yeah. The 49ers and the Bengals, two hottest teams in the league. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they've, and they've played good teams. They beat the Chiefs at home by three. They, I don't know. It's weird that they wouldn't be favored at home. Very strange. Good job out of you on that. Um, we've got big games on Saturday as well. College Happy football New Year's playoff. Eve. Can we stop putting this stuff on New Year's Eve? So They're stupid. Lose 10 million eyeballs, I read. Because these games are on New Year's Eve. Yeah, and then they did the the other thing that I think it would be fine if they did it earlier. Sure. You know, it's a Saturday, so play a game at 1 and a game at 4, but like the Buckeye game at 8 o'clock is just nonsense. It's too, It's going to end at 
12, Two in the morning. 20. Yeah, yeah it's going to be brutal. Um, I think Michigan will be just fine in their game. I don't know if they'll cover the 7.5. Um, I think Ohio State, it, it's really uphill for them. The, what I would say is um, Ryan Day and C.J. Stroud referendum game for both. Like if C.J. is I, – I, I don't love him coming out compared to the way I liked Fields. Um, he, he needs he, – he's going to have to be great. He's going to have to be a first-round pick quarterback. Who he's do you like better, play. him or Haskins? Um, I like Haskins. You like Haskins more. Better. Yeah. I thought Haskins you was more like of Haskins. a gamer. Yeah. I thought he had a bigger arm. Um, Haskins' situation is pretty brutal. You go to Washington. Sometimes you can be undone by circumstances. Not to say that, that, that he was going to be a foolproof quarterback anyway. But one of the criticisms of Haskins coming out was that guys are always Ohio State open. C.J. Stroud, in two years, will not throw it unless you are Ohio State open. Like, he will hold it, hold it, hold it until you are. He's going to have to trust what he sees. He's going to have to run it when the opportunity is there. Um, Georgia's not some juggernaut, though. They don't have a ton of NFL guys on the offensive side. I think they're, they got Jalen Carter on the defensive line, who's great. But they're not some juggernaut. But basically, they just beat you slowly is what they do. Yeah, yeah. it's just a kind of a machine. They just kind of churn you out, wait for you to make a mistake. So I think there will be big plays to be had in the passing game, and I think Ohio State's going to have to play that way. They're going to have to play footloose and fancy-free, spin the ball down the field. They've got advantages with the two receivers, and they've got an NFL quarterback. They've got to take advantage of that and play unburdened. They played very burdened against Michigan. Even though yeah. even though they lost to the Buckeyes. Yeah. I mean, even though they lost to Michigan, I'm sorry, yeah. the Buckeyes did. Do you feel like they are the biggest threat to Georgia? For sure. For They're sure. the second most talented team in the, in the whole operation. Okay. And they have... Like if you were if if you were to say what does it take to beat Georgia, you would say give me a pro quarterback and give me pro receivers. The last team to beat Georgia was Alabama with Bryce Young and Jamison Williams. Yeah, that's how they beat them by spinning it. Yep, that's the way to do it. Like you you can't you're not going to run it on them. You know Michigan's approach trying to run it. They're just Michigan on steroids. So they're, they're mirrors of each other. They're just much better. Yeah. So Ohio State does possess some of the things that should allow for them to do it for Georgia. It's the crown would be theirs. I mean, they would throw Saban to the wind and say, we're the best preeminent program in college football if they can pull it off. And typically when you lose like this in college football, like Ohio State did to Michigan, you don't get a chance at redemption this quickly. Normally you wait a year, you wait eight months. They lost to Michigan in the most brutal way and now have a chance to make it right. Yeah. In a, in a hurry. So that's very, very good. Um, I don't think that, uh, I don't think they will, though. I think they'll play well. I think it'll be a four-quarter game, but I think Georgia will win. So I got Georgia and Michigan uh, in the final. I don't know if Georgia will cover. I think it's six and a half. Okay. We'll see. All right, coming up next, we hit the over-unders. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Well, there's a new way to cheer on your Cleveland Browns with the help of your favorite four-legged companion, Barking Backers, presented by Milk Bones, the Browns' newest club for pet parents worldwide. Sign up today at BarkingBackers.com. Barking Backers, the fan club for dogs. Uh, you were, uh, Gibby, you were mentioning in the break the uh, the Bears and Kevin Warren. Yes, I wanted to get your take on this since obviously yeah. the Big Ten commissioner being rumored to go to the Bears. and He was, 
I think viewed by most of the constituency around the Big Ten as wildly incompetent. Um, he almost bankrupted an entire year of football by bailing on it uh, when it didn't need to be bailed on and then hoping others would follow, and then nobody followed. And then the SEC played in the pandemic. And if it, Honestly, if it wasn't for Justin Fields, and I, I think he deserves the credit almost singularly. There's other institutions that were helpful, Nebraska, Penn State, but he had the biggest platform, and Justin Fields pleaded for a season, and that's how they played five games that year. Everybody else played ten, but they played five. Um, the other thing, he was completely silent on all of it. He, didn't, he was never available during any of it. He never justified his decisions. He had the initial press conference, then he didn't have another one for months. Um, he should get no credit for whatever the Big Ten gets from a television standpoint. He had nothing to do with any of that. Um, that was going to be there no matter what. They had the inventory. Um, for the way I understand it, the USC-UCLA expansion was something that was pushed by a couple of athletic directors and school presidents, and one of them being the athletic director at Ohio State was in integral in that. A former understudy of his is the current athletic director at UCLA, Martin Jamon. So that is how a lot of that stuff started to happen. I don't think he was I to me it's a pretty classic Bearsy move to do it. I, I think he's pretty I, there was nothing he did as Big Ten commissioner that he's like, oh boy, crush gotta it. have this guy. Gotta get that guy to run operations. Yeah. I, I didn't see it at all. all not right. great. No, no, not at all. All right. Time for some over unders, gentlemen. I love these loaded Friday shows. Yeah. There's a lot going on here, man. Yeah. So I gotta tell you I was the over-under committee, and I understand that I am the face and the voice of that committee. You are the committee. It's like when Ric Flair came back and said that uh, there was a consortium, as he called it, a consortium <laughs> I to, like that to buy the WWE, and he goes, the consortium was me! <laughs> and then he and then he, had, he took over uh, part of the WWE during the invasion. I love it. Yeah, yeah the consortium. Yeah, so the over-unders consortium, I will acknowledge, we were... Uh, flummoxed. Flummoxed, great word. By great words today. Befuddled. Befuddled would be another one. By what to make of last week. Yeah, yeah. The conditions, what it was going to look like, how brutal it was. And I remember even doing the show saying, in my head, I don't even know how they're going to operate. And I think we said it that on that show, last the last show that I did before the break, where it was I had no idea how you would even be able to throw a football physically. It felt like it was impossible based on taking the dog out to go to the bathroom, thinking like you could actually throw a ball in that in those conditions. So uh, the over-unders were not at their best, and you guys I think feasted. Great. I think Just feasted. Great. We have never had, up until this point, we have never had over-unders that have been this um, hard for everyone to sort out, where everyone's kind of teetering around 500. And then last week, it was just the dam broke. So you guys crushed it. Zagura with a four and one week. Good job to you. Thank you. Gibbe with a four and one week. Good job out of you. Gibbe? The Hoff. Oh, baby. A perfect five and oh. Oh. Uh, the Hoff really? went uh. five and oh. Uh. So, with two weeks remaining, Gibbe is 37 and 38 on the year. The Hoff. 39 and 36 and Dr. Z a robust 40 and 35 okay baby okay baby there you go there it is robust 
I would also say that uh, prognosticating how these games are going to look at this time of the year, very difficult. Very difficult. Sad part is with the inclusion of the Hoff and the over-unders and us not knowing his answers, I can't even play a little. Can't play off him. I can't play a little matchy, matchy, matchy. Maybe the final one will we'll have, have a, live. a live call-in from the Hoff yeah. if it is indeed a one-game yeah. swap. Yeah. Um, but I like I, I'll tell you. I find this with the with the picking of the bowl games. We'll see how the, the scores go. You just don't know what teams are going to be motivated, who's going to be playing, and what it's going to look like, and then what the intent of the coaches are on those individual teams. So we will start here, as we have for much of the season. I am looking for a total yardage number here, a total yardage number for one Nicholas Chubb. That Jamal. total Nicholas Jamal Chubb. That total yardage number for Nick Chubb is one hundred and twenty point five. Zagura, Doctor Z, one twenty point five. Running backs against Washington this year averaging seventy nine yards per game, four yards a carry. No one hundred yard rushers in ten straight. Oh my God! Good the God last almighty. was Derrick Henry in Week Five. Chubb has not rushed for one hundred yards in four straight. He does total yards though. 86 yards the pass, but he doesn't. He's not giving. He's not getting much out of the pass. No, on the season he's got 187 yards receiving in in 14 games. So, or what? 15? Yeah. Yep. 15 games. We got two to go. Six and nine. Yeah, 15. So two to go. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Unfortunately, I'm gonna take an under on this one. But some things to watch out for for Nick Chubb in this game. Next touchdown's a career high 13th. And if he gets 86 yards, he will pass Derrick Henry, who was inactive last week for second. In the NFL now, there's been a lot of talk this week about wanting Nick Chubb to to win the rushing title, which will be, I think, a challenge at this point. He's down what? Well, does you are you sure Josh Jacobs is going to play again? You saw his press conference. It sounds like he's done with the Raiders. Period. Period. So he may not. He might just say the hell with it. I'm out. What did he say exactly? Because I I don't remember. I don't know. Those. I don't have the exact quote, but it was, "I'm sick of it. I'm not going to take it anymore. I'm done with this place." Is yeah. the paraphrase. And then they scapegoat Carr. Correct. Who hasn't been great, but certainly they've blown no. four 14-point leagues. That's, it, how's it, that? I just think it's a weird thing to blow Carr out now. Yeah. Yeah. And now you've alienated He's been a good servant. And everything – this is what I don't right. understand is everything on his contract becomes guaranteed February 10th. So they'd have, they'd have to cut him, right? You can't make a trade that's still this season. Right. Yeah. Super Bowl's the 12th. And then the, but the league year isn't until the day like that free agency yeah. starts. Yeah. So they're either going to cut him or else they're going to have to try and they can't trade him. You can't. He's untradeable. Can you, maybe you can reach an ag- agreement in principle. Like a buyout. I don't know. Yeah, I, I have know. no idea what's going to happen. Sounds yeah. like they're going to have to cut him. Yeah. Give it. Nick Chubb. I'm going to say under. I do think he ends up with 100 yards rushing, though. I think he ends up just under this. 120.5. Totally over or under. Receiving yards, Gibbe, for you, Amari and the Chief mm-hmm. over under McLaurin and Samuels. Over. Over. 59 degrees and sunny tells me. Spin it. We're going to see a little something, hopefully. It'd be nice. I think tight ends where you can get them. Kittle had six for 120 and two touchdowns last week. They're very tough on receivers, though. They have not had a receiver go over 100 yards in six straight games. Justin Jefferson was the last one to do it. Um, He's good. I mean, you look at who are the people that have 
put up numbers. The last 300-yard quarterback was week three, so 11 games ago, Jalen Hurts. The last 100-yard rusher was uh, 10 games ago. That was Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. And the last 100-yard receiver was six games ago, Justin Jefferson. Like, Yeah. Dudes get him, and that's about it. That's about it. Uh McLaurin is a, is a monster. I kind of if it was if it was McLaurin and Dotson, I think I would take McLaurin and Dotson. But because it's Curtis Samuel, um, and he does do better with Wentz. He averages over five catches a game with Carson Wentz. McLaurin seventy. I, I like our secondary. I think they're going to run a lot with Brian Robinson. So I say advantage us, Namari and Njoku. Next, over or under. Total yards, you mentioned 60 and uh, and what should be a very nice day. Total yards accounted for Deshaun Watson. Um, we've been under on all of these. Yeah, he's been on under on all of these anytime we've done it. We've done yardage. We've done quarterback rating. We've done all sorts of things. Uh, we're going to go total yards, and we're going to go 265.5, Zagura. Total yards, Deshaun Watson, 265.5. Oof, that's a tough one. Mm-hmm. That's a uh, uh, it's a tough one. There have been the consortium did a good job on this consortium, much tougher. Uh, just for give a for your benefit of your information, there has been one quarterback who's thrown for two hundred and fifty yards in the last twelve games against Washington. I'm gonna go under, under, which makes give it very it. difficult for. I don't think I can lose both Watson under Anamari and Najoku, but it's, I think it could be a difficult scenario to win both of those as well. I got you. Yes, I would. This agree. is total yards for him. Total yards, rush pass, over. Let's go. Next, because I can't have Chubb under and him under. under. That yeah, is that a recipe that we don't want. Well, it's a recipe for losses. Well, a recipe for you six said and ten, it. coach. Uh, sacks and turnovers. Hey, you know what? With Carson you Wentz, know what? I'm going over. All right. You didn't even say the number. Over Watson. No, I'm no. going over Watson. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. What you just said made a lot of sense. We, I want us to win. If they're both under, that doesn't feel likely. Sacks and turnovers, the number we're looking for is 3.5. 3.5. This one is to Gibbe. Miles you missed this last games. week, too. You have not gotten this one right all year. I actually went back and looked. Not once. That's amazing. Like, just a law of averages. Yeah. No you matter know, what. You churn it once. No. Uh, I'm going over. Miles has had some big days <sighs> against this franchise. I'm going over, too. Wentz was sacked three or more times in four Wentz of his six sucks. starts. He sacked 23 times in six starts. And we have an interception in four straight games. Yeah. Next. Over or under. The actual 41 and a half, Z. Feels low. I'm going over. Give it. Did you say 41 and a half? 41 and a half. Over. Yeah, over. I, I, that's There's going to be some scoring here. Weather's nice. It's supposed to rain tomorrow, but tarp will be on the field all day. I feel like we'll have a fast track on Sunday. All right, very good. Uh, and those were your over and unders. Coming up next, behind enemy lines, John Kime, one of the best ESPN NFL Nation reporter. He will join us. Just to clear the Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
And Rumpke Waste Recycling, family-owned and operated. Whether you join them as a customer, as an employee, you'll become part of the family. Visit Rumpke.com to learn more. Now we head behind enemy lines with ESPN's NFL Nation Commanders reporter. He's John Kime on the Twisted Tea Hotline, brought to you by Twisted Tea Hard Iced Tea. He is a Buckeye born and bred. I guess before we get to our game, how do you feel about tomorrow, Johnny? Oh, man. Um, I'd like, I wish I felt a lot better. There's still a sour taste in the mouth from a couple weeks ago. Yeah. But I've always believed there's a path to winning or beating any team. And I think that exists here. And hopefully playing indoors makes it different and they can throw it around a little bit. But man, that secondary's got to show up. Yeah. That's an astute. I like this is a true Buckeye fan here bringing the in, the indoors. <laughs> C.J. Stroud's never played indoors. Marvin Harrison Jr.'s never played indoors. Like, the offense was built to play in these conditions yeah. in these type of Agreed. games. So if anybody can get them, this would maybe be the team that could. Yep, I, I'm there. And listen, I mean, you go in any game, and they had it going a couple, a few weeks ago, and something happened. You know, make some tackles yeah. on third and eight on a pass, and you're probably good to go. So um, in terms of the team you make your living covering and, of course, talking about on the John Kime Report, pretty quiet season for you, right? No big news over there? <laughs> quiet <laughs> last couple of years, no doubt, yeah. No, it's – it's and it, at least now we're talking – well, not always, but mostly about football. So that's been a nice change that it's, it's focused mostly on the field. So kind of welcome that. Well, speaking of on the field, a big change was made. Ron Rivera saying they needed a spark on offense. They go to Wentz, who was 2-4 and four as a starter, benching Heineke, who was 5-3-1 and one this season. In a game where it was funny, you know, I, I, I watched that game in our preparation for this one, and it's not like Heineke was bad. 13-18, no. 166, two touchdowns. Yeah, he had that kind of weird interception, lost a fumble, but it was a kind of a, a – they had a goal line stand where they couldn't run it in at the one-yard line. That's not on him. It's just interesting. But what did you think of that decision, and, and why was it made, and why now? I wasn't surprised at all because I know that they've been thinking about this or at least thinking about when they could – when would be the optimal time to go back to Wentz or under what conditions. And I think if they had – you're right, Heineke wasn't – it was, certainly was not bad. I mean, we've seen a lot worse quarterback play in the NFL – but they just haven't produced in the red zone. And I know the, so it wasn't just about the other day. It's been really about how it's gone for him during his entire time starting, and that has been an area of, of um, concern. And, like, they were – I think during his eight full starts, they were, like, 13th in terms of total yards, but, like, I think it was 25th or 27th in red zone efficiency and 25th or 27th on third downs. So that's a big reason why. And I think the other part is that they feel like they have this run game going well now, and you have this potentially explosive receiving crew with McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, Jahan Dotson, yeah. and they're not taking advantage of it enough. And so you put in the stronger arm Wentz and get some play-action throws off of this run game, and can you get more explosive plays? And so I think that's also what they're looking for, because Rivera said he's looking for a spark. But that's where you can get it, is on the chunk plays. Well, if you look at the one thing that Wentz actually did well this year on passes of more than 20 yards in the air, 40% completions, 15 yards in attempt, four touchdowns, a 113 rating, which was his best at any level of the field. And so that makes sense. You know, Dotson, as you said, it is an explosive team with, with Dotson, with Samuel, with McLaurin, Logan Thomas, and then Brian Robinson out of the backfield. No Gibson. Uh, what has Robinson done? Incredible story, right? Drafted, yeah. shot in a carjacking, doesn't come back till week five, but has, you know, over 100 total yards in three of the last four. 
Yeah, he's been he's been very good um, since he you know, over the last month or so, and a lot of it is just you see the um, confidence I think with which he's running, and just and that comes I think from knowing what you're supposed to be doing. And early on, you did not see it as much. Like you might see, you'd see it in snippets, but you're not seeing the whole package. And I think you're starting to see it now. the The vision is a little bit better, but I think. You know, he, he's a little bit, he has a little bit more pop to the outside. He's not, he's not a burner. He's not going to, he's not ripping off 16, 70 yard runs, but he does have the ability to get that consistent power game going inside off their inside zone or duo, um, the stuff they like, the power game inside. And he's good at get it, creating yards after contact. And he will, so, you know, he's not, he's not Nick Chubb, but he is a guy that has helped them. And I think this offense, this team would have been further along had that incident not happened because I think early on you probably win one, maybe another game or two and put yourself in the best spot because they felt going into this year that they were going to use him as their primary runner and you know relying on that power game and then playing off that with play action. And it's what they're finally, that's what they're doing now or want to do now. John, I want to bring you back to Wentz for a second. You, the Heineke Wentz, like the stat lines are almost mirrors of each other in terms of, of what they brought in terms right. of statistically, but they go about it very differently. Um, what is it about Wentz that that people see that make them want to continue give him chances? And then have you seen the other side of it that makes oh, yeah. him be run out of places? What What <laughs> is that about him that makes him that unique in those ways? Well, first of all, you see the size. I mean, he's six foot four, six five, big arm, and um, used to be mobile. He's not anymore, but used to be. Uh, but the, it's the, it's those it's the big arm and um, the size. I mean, that's that's what they saw too, and it's why they traded for him and, and last year. And the ability for them, you know, and I think for this team last year, they were kind of in a perfect storm to go get a guy like that who others may not want certainly not at that price because they they tried for russell wilson struck out and so they wanted to upgrade the position and there weren't a lot of great options uh they weren't going to trade for deshaun even though they did talk about it they weren't going to trade they weren't going to trade for him um and i'm not sure he would have gone here but they weren't going to do that and they they tried for other guys and they end up with carson because they felt like okay he's an upgrade but what you notice is they didn't extend him, and his last two years in his contract have, are not guaranteed, so they could cut him with no penalty other than one year of cap space and, and then two draft picks. Um, so they, while they saw that, they weren't sold enough to go beyond that. Um, and I think that's because you also see the other stuff, which is the inaccuracy and um, the, the lack of mobility. And you saw that in the first in his first six starts. And, and it was compounded by the fact that he wasn't as familiar with this offense. So he, if he held the ball even a little bit longer, it could result in problems. And, you know, that's the stuff that you, that you definitely see in the inaccuracy. I mean, shoot, we're watching red zone drills today and he, you know, he's thrown behind Logan Thomas and he's airmailing one over Terry McLaurin's head. And so you see that as well in practice. Um, but the big arm and, and, and um, the size that's always going to be enticing. I mean, he's essentially like a left-handed pitcher in baseball who throws hard. You're going to give him a chance, and maybe he'll do it. And he does have – he's capable of big games. I mean, he's still capable. Oh, of yeah. 
Oh yeah. What's the what's the concern level? And you kind of alluded to it, but you know, twenty three sacks and six starts. He was sacked three times or more in four of his six games there. One he got right. sacked nine times uh, earlier this year, I think against his former team, the Philadelphia Eagles, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Um yep. what's the concern level with that relative to Heineke? He was sacked nineteen times really in, you know, eight and eight games. Right. And and Taylor's mobility definitely helped there. I also think his familiarity with the offense helps because he could get rid of the ball. There were there were a couple games where like oh and I I even wrote a story about this several weeks ago about like here are like four or five throws that that highlight what his familiarity with the offense meant on these throws and like if you hold the ball if you don't throw on the hitch you know you you hit your plan step hitch go if you don't throw it then you're sacked it's a sack fumble or and instead it's a twenty yard completion on a key drive there were a number of plays like that that's the so that's where he helped himself and that's where they have to that's where they hope that Wentz has improved. And one thing they've talked a lot about over the, and I've heard this over the last several weeks is that behind the scenes, Carson is really kind of, he's grown more comfortable in this offense and, you know, in where to go with the ball, what to do against certain looks. And they, they saw some of that against San Francisco. Now the game, you know, in this, he played two drives and the first drive was a touchdown drive. And, um, you made it like it was a, cut it to 30 to 20 and they missed a two-point conversion so it could have cut it to a one-score game in the fourth quarter and on that drive like the Niners blitzed them they were blitzing them and what they liked is that when they blitzed he would get he would know where to get rid of the ball right away so like they're hoping that that's a sign that that area has improved I think the other thing that they hope helps him is the emphasis on the run game they hope puts him in a better spot to not all you know you don't have to drop back on first and ten all the time to try and generate something, you can get second and six, second and five, sure. and put yourself in a better, put him in a better spot against the pass rush. But having said that, their tackles haven't been great, and the Browns have a couple of good pass rushers at at, <laughs> at the end. So, you know, he's going to have to get rid of the ball quick, and they better hope that his familiarity has really improved. Talking to a great friend of the program, John Kime, ESPN NFL Nation reporter on the Commanders' side of things. Check out his podcast, The John Kime Report, wherever you get your podcast. We've talked a lot about the offense. Uh, the defense, though, is really what carries this team, and they've been downright dominant for a lot of the season. Chase Young was back last week. How did he look uh, in, in the first game out? Obviously, he didn't fill up the stat sheet, but in, in terms of watching just his movement and such, uh, how did he look, and what type of boost does he give him? He gives him a big boost. and Early on in that game, they said they were going to play him 12 to 16 snaps. And that a lot of that was – they said that for about a month. And, and some of that was stemmed from, like, well, what kind of shape is he going to be in once he gets in there? But he, has, he took a while for him to get back that his, his conditioning had improved. But some of that, too, was almost like a mental out for him, that if you're not feeling it after that time, take you out, and that's what we said we would do, right? Well, he st- so early on he was a little bit tentative – where you didn't see him getting into plays the way he normally would. If the play was away from him, you just kind of saw him lingering, hanging back a little bit more. And then he started. Then he made one or two plays, and you started to see like. Oh, then you started to see the old Chase Young come back, where you know, per, you know, get after the quarterback, ball thrown, get back in the play. And you know, he had a couple good pass rushes against Trent Williams, where I was a little bit surprised at how much how the success he had on that not he didn't get to the quarterback but it was a good pass rush and he had a couple of those where where Williams needed inside help to to um to stop him and so I think that was a good sign for them he will start Sunday 
because the other guy who had been starting, James Williams, will be out with a concussion. So Young will start, and it's a big boost. He's a, he's a very energetic guy. I mean, people watch him in college there. They know what he's like, what he's about. I think the other encouraging sign for them was not just the success, but how he was rushing. Because last year, he, he was almost trying to be at times a little bit too finesse. He's, he's got to be a violent pass rusher. He's, gotta, he's got quickness off the ball, but when he combines a quickness and doesn't stutter step and then uses those hands, he can really stun tackles. So they did see some of that, and I think they were very encouraged by what they saw. So I think going forward, they kind of hope that he can build on that and maybe make a play or two that changes the game. You know, I was talking to a couple of our coaches and some of our players said this is the best defensive tackle tandem in the league. Allen going to the Pro yeah. Bowl second straight year, Payne, nine and a half sacks, a career high. Uh, they've been a two-man wrecking crew, 16 tackles for loss each. How have they yep. kind of blossomed like this together? Not to say they were ever bad before, but it really feels like both of them are playing at an unbelievable level. Well, Payne has kind of matched where Allen is at. And Allen, yep. Allen had, was really good last year. And, and Deron Payne has taken a big step this year and because he became more of a pass rusher, and he became more of a pass rusher within the context of the defense. Last year that group was very, at times could be very good, but more so individually than collectively. And this year it's more collective than individual, but within that Payne has been very good at rushing the passer. It's, a, it's, a, you know, it's basically get up field. It's not hold the block and let the linebacker make the play. It's get up field, and they've been doing that. And so – like that, I think that's it. Payne's also a free agent, so sometimes mm-hmm. things sometimes there's a coincidence there, right? But that, yep. I think that has helped him um, because he knows what what awaits him if he has the kind of, the kind of year he's had. And so they've been they've been very very good. And it's I think what Allen's success last year has helped Payne just in the sense too that he's gonna Allen's gonna command more double teams now, and that's gonna free up Payne if you leave him one on one he's really hard to defend and, and to block. So that would be a challenge. Like he'll probably go against Wyatt Teller a lot, and that will be a challenge. It'll be a fun matchup. And Petonio yep. and, and Allen will be a great matchup. So that's it's actually, if you, you like football, you want to kind of geek out on football, like that's a really good matchup inside for, you know, for Sunday. You're exactly right about that. And, you know, it's amazing. You kind of look at it, only one 300-yard passer all season allowed, 198.6 yards per game, seventh best in the league. And you, all the guys up front are first-rounders, but you go through the back end, you know, it's a, a couple of third-rounders, a fifth-rounder, a seventh-rounder, another fifth-rounder yeah. of the of the principal defensive backs, and yet they've played very well, forced four interceptions. My question is, how has this back end been so good? And two, what, what can you tell us about Cam Curl and St. Juice's availability, given that they're both questionable and, and Curl missed last week yeah St. Juice is out so he you know that so he's not gonna play and that's a loss because you know a guy like Amari Cooper um can hurt them and I think he would even if St. Juice played played Cooper would hurt him because his, he's got this angle injury that's hard to change direction and the way Cooper runs routes like I think it'd be tough to play against him with that I think Curl is Cam Curl will play and that's a huge plus for them because when he's not out there, he's a huge loss for them. And it's as much because he's a very smart player, but also because, like, tight ends. Last week they got hurt a lot by George Kittle. Yeah. And you, you, you throw – if you go out without Cam Curl this Sunday with, against Njoku, like, that's a problem. And so I think that's where they feel good with that. I do think the secondary will be tested this week because – 
first of all, the weather's going to be good. So, um, you know, I think for those in that building that want to throw the ball, I think it will be a good day to throw the ball. So, you know, and you have, do you have talent there that can do that? And, but I wouldn't be shocked if they're able to hit a few things on them just because they, they have talent. I think Washington is banged up in the secondary. It's not like they're without St. Juice. They don't have a great corner. Kendall Fuller is a veteran, but he's not, I wouldn't, he's not like a, you know, fringe pro bowl guy or anything like that. So they, there's a, there's a way to, to um, combat what, you know, to, to combat the secondary certainly. And force is a smart player too. Cincinnati kid um, play that you see, um, but he's been, a, a, I think, a pleasant find for them. And the combination, they use a lot of free safety looks. Um, their third safety, Bobby Kane, plays down the slot a lot. So, you know, it's a versatile group. But they, without St. Juice, there's a loss there. And if Cam Curl isn't 100%, you know, I'd be curious to see how they attack him. John, get you out of here on this one. Thank you so much for your time. Um, off the field, from an ownership switch standpoint, franchise, who sh- Who's the ideal owner, or maybe what is the ideal type of owner for this franchise at this moment? A good one. <laughs> I, I don't, you know, I don't know. Like, I think I would say somebody. I mean, because whoever comes in for the fan base is going to be viewed as an improvement. Um, sure. And so I think, but I think you know, somebody who can honestly like. Whoever comes in will have have a better chance of getting the team back into the down in the district to build a stadium. So, yeah. like the fans would love it if they can build the stadium at the old RFK site. And I think Dan Snyder is a huge hindrance to that effort. Now they will it will not happen as long as he's an owner. The minute somebody new comes in, there's a the, the chance of it going down there is increased dramatically. So you know, and then I think just somebody who understands the what this fan base has been through which is a lot. I mean, Browns fans can certainly identify with that. Um, and so, you know, I, I would say spend, but like Snyder came in spending money and it didn't do anything. So mm-hmm. build an organization the right way. Come in with a credo. Like the thing when Snyder came in, there was never like a, some sort of, this is what I believe in as an organization. It was always like, well, this didn't work. Well, let's try that. And that, mm-hmm. that, that stuff doesn't fly. And so, you know, who, somebody who knows how to manage or run an organization would be welcomed and, and and you know I think that was a massive downfall for Snyder is that this, with all the other stuff you know all the other the personal stuff it was an inability to understand how to run an organization who you need to hire what kind of people you need to hire and I think you know like shoot I'd look at the Indians or excuse me the Guardians um, yeah. and just you know you look at like why are they good well because you hired the right people and yes you wanted to spend more but they have a really good organization. You hired the right people, you let them work. And that's what they did under Jack and Cook during the Gibbs era, and they won. So someone like that. Great stuff. Always appreciate your time, John. Thanks so much for giving us a little yeah. bit of it today. My pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me on, as always. All right, that's John Kime, Twisted Tea Hotline, brought to you by Twisted Tea Hard Iced Tea, official sponsor of your Cleveland Browns. Keep it twisted, Cleveland. Uh, be sure to check out his podcast, the John Kime Report, wherever you get your podcast. A little bit of NFL news. Cardinals quarterback Colt McCoy experienced more concussion symptoms and is out Sunday against Atlanta. Cardinals quarterback David Blau, former Cleveland Brown, will get the start. Where's McSorley? Got hurt in that game? He played. He finished. He was awful. Sure. But I guess that's where you're at. So now and. Blau. Boy, it's like the old Big Ten. Playing for the McSorley draft McSorley and Blau. Blau, the former Purdue quarterback, and McSorley, the former Penn Stater. And DeAndre Hopkins 
has developed a knee issue. I'm sure he has. Against uh, at left practice, and his status is now up in the air. My team falling apart right here in the finals. Oh, no Hopkins. Derrick Henry. No Hopkins. Maybe oh no Hopkins. You Christian Watson is, is, is hurt as well. God saying you've screwed people back. for the last time. You've taken advantage of these poor people in the AFL. This for is far outrageous. It's outrageous. Uh, nothing quite like tailgating touchdowns and twisted tea. It tastes just like real iced tea. You know why? Because it's made with real brewed tea, cool, refreshing, and a 5% kick of alcohol. It's thirst down and gold. Boy, that's a risky one. Twisted tea, hard iced tea. Keep it twisted. Kids, your keys to victory and your game day forecast coming up next. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Well, the Bath Authority gives you that bathroom of your dreams, kids. Why not transform your current bathroom into a custom bath feel like a spa? It's a win for everybody. Let the Bath Authority make it real for you at a fraction of the cost of the competitors. The Bath Authority is our area's premier bath and shower remodeler, expert, and factory trained installers. You give them a call now, $500 off your next custom bath or shower remodel. The number there is 216-220-8399 or go to bathauthority.com. It's where affordability meets quality. The largest selection of bath projects are all made in the United States. Change your bathroom from outdated to outstanding. Acrylic tubs that insulate and keep the... Heat in tub to shower conversions as well. Superior products with expert installers at 216-220-8399 or thebathauthority.com. Time for your game day forecast brought to you by Carrier, partner of the Cleveland Browns. Partly sunny temperatures in the high 50s for that 1 p.m. kickoff in Landover. <sighs> That's nice, nice. Right? That is nice. Should be able to live a little bit, yeah. play real football. Yeah, play real football. Let's go. I like it. Uh for your keys to victory, Dr. Z. All right. Hey, look, it starts always, and the number one key will always be, especially with this team this year, it's going to be taking care of the football on offense, taking away the football on defense. Browns still 4-0 this year when they won the turnover battle. What does that mean when they are neutral or have lost a turnover battle? Well, they're 2-9. and nine. So I would say that's pretty important to get that done. So that's one thing that I definitely want to see in this game for the Cleveland Browns. Number two, we have got to keep Deshaun Watson clean at quarterback. He's a very good defensive front. They can get after the quarterback. We got to keep Watson clean. From a clean pocket, Watson 66% completions, couple of touchdowns, much more like the quarterback you expect. When under pressure so far, not good. 35% completions, no touchdowns, two interceptions, a quarterback rating of 23. So let's go ahead and keep him clean. That's going to be, I think, one of the real keys in this game for the Cleveland Browns offensively. Uh, I'd like to see David Njoku matched up. I don't care if Cam Curl's back. I'd like to see him matched up with those linebackers and Cam Curl. Uh, their linebackers, Jamin Davis, 102 rating given up in coverage. David Mayo, 158.3. Cam Curl, 121. Those are the people that need to be attacked by David Njoku, so I think that's very, very important. And on the other side, you got to stop the run. That's something that we've got to do. We haven't done a good job about it. Brian Robinson has one 100-yard game on the year. That was week 12. He had 105 against Atlanta. But he's averaging just 3.9 yards a carry for the season. Was held to 2.6 last week against the Niners. So shut him down and then go get after Carson Wentz. 
Carson Wentz, he will put the ball on the ground. He will get sacked. He will throw you the football. In his career against Cleveland, remember that he made his NFL debut against the Browns. Oh, that's sure. 2016, sure. won that game 29-10, 22-37, 278, two touchdowns, no picks. How but was that Monday, by the way? That was not a fun one. Now, didn't RG3 get hurt? RG3 started and got hurt in that game. Yeah. Cam Irving snapped the ball over his head. We were giving up easy go touchdowns on like third and 40. Well, then he comes here in 2020. Browns beat him 22-17. The difference, five sacks, two interceptions. That's going to be the key, obviously, there. And then limiting the big plays, Dots and McLaurin. They are very explosive on offense for that team. McLaurin, 27 yards away from a new career high, going to his first Pro Bowl, finally getting some recognition. And then Dotson, kid that we both liked coming out of Penn State. Loved him. Yeah. Uh, he's got seven touchdowns, tying a franchise record for most receiving touchdowns by a rookie. And then Curtis Samuel's dangerous in his own right. And, He's a guy that's probably very happy to see Carson Wentz back with Wentz in seven games, 5.3 receptions a game, three touchdowns with Heineke in nine games, 2.8 receptions a game, one touchdown. So this is an explosive team. We've got to be about it, but turnovers are critical. Pressure on Watt, Wentz, no pressure on Watson. That's going to be important. And then taking care of business. Let's go. Wentz has, um, as you're talking about Wentz, we were talking about it with John Keim, um, his second year, the year that they win the Super Bowl, and he was at that point kind <laughs> MVP. of through 13 games within the MVP. He was 60% passer, 32-96 through 13 games, 33 touchdowns, 7 picks. The and he was running year, a little bit, I think, he too. He did, yeah. He had 300 he yards, 300 yards rushing. On a touchdown, if I'm not mistaken. I believe you have that correct. He had 300 yards rushing through 13 games that year. The next year he comes back, he plays 11 games. He's a 70% passer, 3,000 yards, 21 touchdowns, 7 picks, so 3-1. to one. The next year, he's a 64% passer, 4,000 yards, 27 touchdowns, 7 picks. Like, it's still pretty good. And then the last year in Philly, it's not. It's 2,616 and 15. Look at last year. Last year in Indy. Yeah. 27 touchdowns, 7 picks. Yeah. 3,600 yards, 63% passer. Yeah. 27 touchdowns, so 7 picks. So where's the disconnect? So the disconnect is that he had two games to play moments, at the end of the season to win and lost them both. And lost them both. And, and, and he must, is he a bad guy in the locker room? Well, that's what everybody – but everybody who – like, I talked to Chris Long about this. And he's, like, loved him. Love Cars. He's a strange bird. He's got to be. He's got to be. It just He's got to be. Because he's he's too good. His his production, his statistical accumulation is too good and the and the the look of him and all of that, the size, all of it, the for whatever reason it's not all there. He went those numbers you gave, 62.4%, 3563 yards, 27 touchdowns, 7 picks, 95 rating in Indy and Jim Ursay was throwing parties when he was gone. Gone. Like, Get him out. At the combine, they were just like, we can't wait to get rid of this Carson Wentz guy. Yeah. He's a bum. So strange. And he goes 2-4 and four to start the year this year. But, I mean, his numbers in six games, 63%, 1,612 yards, 11 touchdowns, six picks. I mean, It's almost a mirror of Heineke's year, although Heineke played two more games. Yeah, and Heineke's – it's interesting. They score three points a game more with Heineke, but he, they average 25 yards a game more passing with Wentz. By the way, this – John Kime just sent us a text. Uh, St. Juiced is considered questionable. Yeah. He is not officially out. He said he was out, but I liked it okay. when he but said But he it. said, I, I would think it's trending that way, but I liked what to it, I took it right there. I liked what he said. Yeah, very good. All right. It, uh, before we get to the most important segment of the entire show, OBM, the official printer partner of the Cleveland Browns. While you depend on your Browns to win, you can always depend on OBM. They'll tackle any size office. The number is 216-485-2000 or ohiobusinessmachines.com. The score is coming up next. You'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Ballybet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. 
Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. When you're on the injured list, get a little help getting back in the game. 1-800-ELK-OHIO. Free case review. Elk and Elk's a proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. And it is time for a little segment we like to refer to as the scores. You must dear pay attention. It's sponsored by Buffalo Wild Wings. Score a free appetizer with 20 bucks or more when you purchase uh, with your $20 or more purchase when the Browns get two or more sacks in a game during this season. Offer is available one hour after each qualifying game through one day after each qualifying game at participating Northeast Ohio locations. Dr. Z. Just want to share something really fun here from, right. from Gibbe. So at the beginning of the year, we did some predictions and projections and whatnot. Gibbe's coach of the year, Josh McDaniels. Yeah, that sounds about right for me. Not great. However, your hot seat, Cliff Kingsbury. Got it. I think you nailed that. You had Rule, who is gone, gone already, yeah. so gone. you nailed that. We both had Sirianni for coach of the year. Nailed that. Nailed it. Who did hot you seat? have hot seat? McCarthy. And while you would think he should not be on the hot seat, did you listen last night? And they basically said yeah. if they don't win a playoff game or multiple playoff games, he's out and he's going to get Sean Payton. Jarrah's got no time to waste. He's got no time. Hasn't won anything since Jimmy. No, since, since 95. Yeah. With Barry Switzer, uh, Switzer and I'm Jimmy's sorry. operation, yeah. 95. And haven't been back. No. So, like, you know, haven't even had a bite at the apple. No. And the NFC is as weak win a playoff game. as it's ever been. He dropped the snap. Sad. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. By the way, what, what, who do we have MVPs? Uh, Herbert, Mahomes, Mahomes. You guys are looking pretty good there. Offensive player of the year, Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. That would have been, and if I had the ability to put a few shuttles on that, yeah. that would have been pretty clairvoyant, Bill. Chubb, Jamar Chase. Defensive player of the year, all three miles. Yeah. Pretty yeah. I had see division winners. As In order it sits to get right that, now. you got to win. Hold you on. know your team has to go. Division winners right now. We all had Kansas City, correct. All had Cincinnati, correct. All had Indy, mm-hmm. not correct. Mm-hmm. All had uh, Buffalo, correct. But we did have Jacksonville as surprises. I had a surprise on Jacksonville and Detroit. You had Jacksonville. Uh, you had Minnesota. Good job, Gibbe. Yeah. NFC, I had the Niners. You guys both had the Rams. Oof. Niners, good. Jeez. <laughs> North, Green Bay for everybody. They're not going to win the division, no. but Minnesota is. That's, but they're, they could stunning. get back into the playoffs. Yeah. South Tampa Bay for everybody. Unbelievably up in the air, despite yeah, stunningly so. nobody else is within like two games of 500. Right. We all had Philly. East, we all had Philly. So we did pretty good. Yeah. We're doing pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. It feels uh, like it's reverted back to Mahomes. Denver going into yes. the wild as an AFC wildcard. Wrong. Uh, unfortunately, the Browns is an AFC wildcard. Wrong. I had Rams as a wild card, though, to be fair. Wrong. And we both had New Orleans as wild cards. Wrong. We had Minnesota. Although New Orleans is, I guess, technically alive, right? What the hell were we thinking there? Were we thinking Winston and... Good defense. Yeah. Talent. Alave. Alave. Yeah. Thomas back. Good. Landry. Carolina was going to suck. We assumed at some point I mean, Michael Thomas would actually play. Played for like two games? He wasn't bad. Yeah. That's it. Done. Just a tease. So whoever gets Sean Payton, though, they got to give something to New Orleans. I believe that's right. Yeah. Because there was, I thought I read something this week that he might return (laughs) to New Orleans with Tom Brady. Yeah, that he might go back to the Saints. Interesting. I mean, it's a loaded roster. Why is ready made? Why is Tom Brady going to the Saints? 
Why would no Tom idea. Brady want to go to the Saints? Well, New Orleans. Mike Thomas, Alave, Kamara. Good they count defense. on Mike Thomas. It, I was going to well, say, true. is Mike Thomas yeah, going to play? Dome. I mean, there's. I get the idea why he would do it. Unfortunately, Jarvis is pretty banged up. Yeah. Talking with Bobby Abair on their pregame show. Yeah. Who is just <laughs> that's unfiltered. A, that's a day, huh? Blew my mind. Yeah. I was. I told the guys. I said I want to get on and tell Bobby Abair that he ruined my freshman year of college when. Jeff George and June Jones got into a fight, and then Bobby Aber took over as a starting quarterback for Atlanta. And they're like, "Do not say that. He'll talk for thirty minutes, and that'll be it'll ruin our entire rundown." Do that's not the say whole. That. That's the whole operation. Yeah. They're like, "Please don't." I was like, "Oh my god, okay." So I didn't know what to expect. So then I get on there, and he sounds like he is a raging Cajun. Is and I know that. Yeah. So apropos, sounds like he has had a great morning already, and is just. Footloose and fancy free. <laughs> at one point at the very end, you know, we'd gone back and forth, and he had very strong opinions about all things Saints. Very few of them were positive. Yep. I, I just mentioned, I said, you know, you guys have two of the guys that I really enjoyed covering mm-hmm. and getting to know with the Browns. Demario Davis, you know, your Walter Payton Man of the Year, who's you know so good. He finally got <laughs> Pro Bowl recognition. That's awesome. And then and Jarvis Landry, who's great guy you know and i realize he's been banged up a little bit for you guys this year and whatever and he's like says some really nice things about demario and how everybody's been sleeping on him and they're idiots and then he goes and when is jarvis sorry he's old he's done and i'm just <laughs> like it. what i was like what do you mean i said jarvis come on he's back home like he's that would be like on our right. pregame show talking about one of our guys just being like they're, they're old done. and done yeah and so I defended Jarvis a little meetings. bit, and that was it. There would be meetings, yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was hilarious. That's but Bobby, I really wish I'd gotten to talk about the Jeff George thing. He named his kid T-Bob. Of course he did. That he hosts radio. So right. He played for LSU. He posts radio in Baton Rouge. Yeah. Uh, we have 13 games to get oh through in nine minutes. Let's Away go. Let's go. We go, and we start with some pig slop. Uh, Arizona. It just got Atlanta. worse. It just got worse. It's like a conspiracy. It just got worse. DeAndre, I mean, what an absolute debacle. Falcons by a billion. Cliff fired tomorrow. Same. On to the <laughs> NFC South. Huge one. Carolina visiting Tampa Bay. Really, this is for the NFC South. Bishop. Bucks. Same. But different. It's going to take oh, a Ryan yeah. suck-up field goal. Brady's going to be non-existent all game. They're going to be down two. Oh, and he's going to get the ball, and he's going to drive it down the field, and suck-up's going to make like a 57-yarder to bail them out, send them to the playoffs after a valiant effort from the Carolina Panthers. 21-20 to 20 bucks. Can the Bears ruin the Lions' playoff chances? Bears visiting Detroit. Zagura. I'm interested to see, like after what happened last week with Detroit, right? Weird. Weird, and they were run all over mm-hmm. like by Carolina. So Montgomery, Fields, uh, I think they have a Fields day, but, man, it's not enough, man. Lions get the job done 25 to 20. Same. On to the AFC West we go. Chiefs billion. Same. Like, yeah. same, the same. Yeah. Although, new coach. Yeah. Do they get the new coach bump for a week? Who's quarterbacking them? Is I think Rippin. Rippin and no. They blew a 27-point lead last time. Actually, Russ is probably quarterbacking. Is he back in the Yeah, mix? I think he's back. Yeah, they still suck. They do. 
the Indianapolis Colts, 4-10-1 and and on the football season, visiting the New York football Giants. Giants in a pretty comfortable place right now for a playoff spot. A win would help. Uh, Bishop. What has what has Indy like? What, what have, have they been? I become trash, trash, right? They get hammered all the time. I'm just, well, they had the big lead it. over the Vikings that they lost, and then oh, yeah, then they got drilled by the Chargers. Drilled. They gave up. They lost fifty-four to nineteen to the Cowboys. Oh my God! Uh, I'll go G-Men by a tutty. Same. I mean, for the Giants to be favored by five and a half, and Vegas hates the Giants. Hate them. They really hate Indy. Big one in the AFC South. Maybe not. Maybe it is. I don't really know. Jacksonville is 7-8 and eight on the football season. They visit the Houston Texans. Uh, Zagura. Zagura, uh, Houston, getting their second win of the year last week. Yeah, this one doesn't matter to them, they being the Jags. Mm-hmm. But I think they want to have some momentum and make a little bit of a statement. They are definitely the better team. Jags 27, Texans 20. Yeah, I like where he heads out on that. I got that one as well. All right. To the AFC East. This is a big one and a lot at stake as the Miami Dolphins, who have lost four in a row, visit the New England Patriots. They've lost two in a row. A lot of playoff posturing at stake, playoff berth potentially at stake for Miami Bishop. I like Miami bouncing back. I know this is they've got what three in a row now, or is it four, four or four in a row? Really struggled of late. The way that that uh, the the Patriots have played the absolute collapse against the Raiders, and then the weird Mac Jones play where he's taking out Eli Apple's knee just doesn't feel right to me with them at all. Bill O'Brien's coming back. I, I like the Dolphins getting a win. What is Bill O'Brien doing? Going to coordinate the offense. Wait, what? Yeah, it's all the rumors all week that O'Brien's going to come back and coordinate the offense. He's at Alabama now as an analyst. Or Next year? Yeah. Oh, he should. It couldn't be any worse oh, yeah. than Oh, yeah, currently. it's better than Matt Patricia. Yeah. I like the Dolphins. By Theodore, four. come on. It's going to be a blast. I'm yeah. with you. Yeah. Nolens visiting Philly. Philly quarterback situation as of an hour ago. Still sorting through who will start in Philly on Sunday. Don't care. Eagles don't by either. a billion. It doesn't matter. Either one. Minshew Mania. Did you guys see the stuff that, that maybe that like maybe two is a retire situation this week? Yeah. With all the concussion stuff? Yeah. Not ideal. Brutal. No, not ideal. Uh the New York football Jets, <laughs> seven and eight on the season. Their playoff lives at stake. Same with the Seattle Super Seahawks. Seahawks hosting the Jets. Zagura. <laughs> Seahawks very much in it. Jets in it. This is a this is a wild one, but I think Seattle finds a way to get it done. Home dog, lively, not by much. I know they like Mike White, but it feels like the Jets are not going in the right direction, and it's not all Zach Wilson. Seattle, twelve. Jets, ten. Yeah, I'm in a similar vein. I like the I like the birds as well. I like Seattle getting it done at home, keeping hope alive one more week. Feels like the Jets. Whatever they had a month ago, they've lost it. Like they had to go back to Wilson, and maybe that upset the apple cart. I like Seattle as well. Up next, the 49ers on the road, four and three, winners of eight straight, 11 and four overall, heading to Las Vegas. Juggernaut. The six and nine Raiders, dysfunctional with a capital D. Bishop. I tried to think what the number would be that would make me not take them at Vegas. Like 14, 13 and a half. 
12 and a half. It's not big enough. Is it? They just, cover every week. Brock Purdy every week. Factor? It doesn't matter. It's Kyle. First he does guy, what he wants. Purdy, first guy since Kurt Warner to have more, multiple touchdown passes in his first three starts. This is this is their the last six, seven-point differentials. They beat the Cardinals by 28, the Saints by 13, the Dolphins by 16, the Bucks by 28, Seahawks by 8, Commies by 17. Yeah, feels good. He is he is the one true genius, offensive genius in, in football. That dude. He's a gangster. The guy put him on the hot seat. You remember that? I did. I do remember him putting him on the hot seat. <laughs> Never know. You're always one step away Niners. in my book. Niners. Big. Nerd. Niners. Huge. The battle for Los Angeles is next. And eh, the Chargers, winners of three in a row, now nine and six, headed to the playoffs. They're the home team. Uh, I, I'm not sure. Who what is the home team there? Audience you know what? The I bet there's coming. people jumping all over that Chargers bandwagon in L.A. Last year, Last year they're in Rams. Rams. This year, the Chargers. Hey, it's a different shade of blue. <laughs> Better blue. Big. They're both great. A true royal blue and a baby blue. That's as good as it gets. Is a girl? Listen, I, I saw what the Rams did to the Denver Broncos. These aren't the Denver Broncos. The Chargers don't really crush people very often, it's weird, though. Right? It's weird. They let people hang around a little bit. But not this time. Herbert getting into playoff shape. He's ready to go. Rams, the momentum does not carry over. Chargers by 80. Yeah, I'm, I I had it that way as well. I like, I like uh, the San Diego Super Chargers bigly. Up next, the <coughs> NFC North. The Packers' playoff hopes rest on having to win out and get a little help. The Packers playing host to the Minnesota Vikings. Paul Allen and company going to Lambeau Field. Uh, Bishop. I just want to double-check this. Okay. Uh, I like Green Bay winning 30-27. to 30-27. to 27. This is one where like, I can't choose the wine in front of me. Why could you? Yeah. And I won't choose a wine in front of you, so I'm going, we're far enough away from the ayahuasca. Watson, by the way, call him Willis Reed. They say if he's ready to go, he's going to go. And they think he's going to go. <laughs> Watson, Pack, go. 800 yards, seven touchdowns. Packers win. You'll need every one of those points. Big, too. by the way. Big, big by the way. Huge. Did you go big? Oh, yeah, yeah huge. Big, huge. Yeah, by more than four. Yep. Uh, how about Jair Alexander saying what Justin Jefferson did to him was a fluke? In week one, why would you say that? Why would, why would you, you, you go the bear? Why deal with that? Yeah, he's really good. Silly. Yeah, he's very good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, finally, Sunday night foosball, and it's a big one in the AFC North. Yeah, the Pukers Gross. are still alive, seven and eight. They visit Baltimore and the Ratbirds. Ratbirds ten and five. Uh, Bishop, I, I I hate it, but I think Pittsburgh's going to win. I know. I hate it, but I think maybe we'll see you next Saturday. I'm saying the same thing because that way, if it happens, I'm right on the scores, and then if it doesn't happen, I don't care about the scores. Sorry, I'll just be happy that we're not playing on Saturday. So that's why I'm I'm dialing up the reverse jinx. You're welcome, Ravens. (laughs) All right, we'll get uh, predictions for our game coming up next. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Ballybet, coming soon to Ohio on 8:50 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
I think Michigan beats TCU. Yep. Closer than the experts think. Maybe yep. by a field goal or four. Uh, and I think Georgia and Ohio State's a fourth quarter game with the Dogs winning 34-31, 31-31. But hey, if it's that close, anything Good can game. happen. Good game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Will Ohio you make State it to the, the Will you make it to the the end? I have to. I got to do three uh, things at the end of the damn thing. I I'm gonna be. Are. I want to be able to keep my eyes open. Yeah. Bruce. Two picks. Help there, Jameson. No, right. that's, that's the sweet. wrong direction. Yeah. Beg to differ. What helps is you know it's gonna help. This is where Buddy Garrity could come in big, run around being like, hey, let's go outside get a, some little fresh air. It's his sleep time. Buddy Garrity sleep times at that point. He's out. Uh, it's Buddy a wrap. Garrity, sad. Um, us and commies. Go get the damn win. Let's Us, go. Let's go. End their let's season. handle it. It's enough yeah. of it, right? Right. All right. Uh, God willing, that's the case. It should be a beautiful day. I just like to see Watson spin it a little Same. bit. Let's just have a yeah, little. Yeah, let him throw it. A little right. good operation. Yeah. Uh, no CBD until Tuesday. Have a safe and happy New yeah. Year, kids. And yes. go Brownies. The next level is coming up next. Thanks for listening, everybody. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by Belly Bed. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland.